Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Here's what's cooking on today's Sports Stove Podcast. We're talking Major League Baseball as we conclude our preview with the West Divisions. We're also going to talk the NCAA Championship and a little NCAA football to tap, top it all off. That's what's cooking on today's Sports Stove Podcast. From Belly Up Sports and the Belly Up Podcast Network, you're listening to the Sports Stove Podcast with your host, Vince Stover. Hey, good looking. What you got cooking? How's about cooking? Something up Welcome in to an all-new edition of the Sports Stove Podcast, presented by Shocked Energy. Go to shockedenergy.com, use the code STOVE, you get 10% off your purchase of this low-carb, zero-sugar energy drink. Uh, so there you go, Shocked Energy. Thanks for partnering up with the Sports Stove Podcast. I'm joined as I am normally, I'm Ben Stover, by the way, joined by my dad, Dale Stover. Dad, how you doing? Doing good, doing good. Great to be here. Uh, I want to start off with the uh, injuries in Major League Baseball before we get to the West Divisions. Um, we've already seen uh, several pitchers, especially, kind of get pulled early for a little just nagging things. Of course, DeGrom was a little bit more serious, but Max Scherzer got pulled from a game. We've seen a couple of pitchers injured here uh, as we get very close to first pitch of the season this coming week. Um is the rush to get to the start of the season, is it going to cause for problems throughout the season, you think, with just nagging injuries? Um, I don't know. You know, it could. And, of course, you know, it's something definitely we're paying attention to because we're getting into fantasy baseball season. So all those things, um, you probably – at least I'm a little more aware of them from there. Um, you know, it could be with the season being the way, you know, the way it is, and like, like I said, I guess rushing the season a little bit, um, or it may just be everybody being safe and not wanting to cause problems down the line. So um, we'll see. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if it has any effect. Uh, usually if you rush things, you're talking about things like hamstrings and yeah. those sorts of things, obliques, I guess, uh, to some degree for pitchers and things as well. But, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how, how that all shakes down. Uh, so we've we've been through two divisions. We've talked about the AL and NL East and Central divisions. Today we conclude our Major League Baseball preview with our West divisions. Um, Dad, uh, we've got, um, uh, of course, this episode airs on Monday. We're recording on Sunday. Uh, we've got a fantasy draft tonight. I've got another one Monday night. And then we've got another one next Saturday, even after the season starts uh, that you and I are in. As well, so we're definitely in the thick of it. We've continue to see trades happening and stuff like that. We'll talk about some of that as we get down into some of these teams in the West. Actually, trades between two West teams happen on Sunday, so we'll discuss that as well. But I'm going to start off with the Houston Astros. Uh, last year, they had 95 wins. Their lineup will look something like this. They said they don't want Altuve to lead off, but as it sits right now, Altuve. 
at second base. Left fielder Michael Brantley, third baseman Alex Bregman, uh, designated hitter, hitter Jordan Alvarez, first baseman Yuli Gurriel, right fielder Kyle Tucker, center fielder Chaz McCormick, shortstop Jeremy Pena, and catcher Martin Maldonado. For pitchers, Justin Verlander, Framber Valdez, Luis Garcia, Jose Urquidy, uh, Christian Javier, and then the closer, Ryan Presley. Uh, what's your thoughts on Houston as they had a really good season last year? They did, and I would expect them to have a good year. You know, it doesn't look like there was a lot of turnover there. They have a lot of good players coming back. I think, you know, last year, of course, there was, um, you know, uh, everybody wanted to see how everybody was going to react, and it seemed like they did well. So I would expect for Houston to be a very tough team over there in the West. Houston got their bats back last year. The year after the cheating stuff came out, there were no fans. But, I mean, Altuve didn't have a good year. Uh, Correa didn't have a great year, all that kind of stuff. And they kind of turned it around last year, got back going. The, the fans, even the booing and the trash cans and all the other stuff, really didn't seem to affect them. If anything, maybe it even motivated them some. Uh, last year, so but they've lost guys this year. Losing Correa, for instance, uh, is a, it's a pretty big deal, I think, uh, when it comes to the Astros in real life baseball. But uh, let's look at some fantasy baseball values. There's a lot of guys on the Astros, a lot of people like that I really don't like. So we'll start with you, Dad. Who do you like for Houston fantasy wise? Well, to me, Houston's a team to look at because they do have a lot of good players. I think Joe Tucker is very highly rated. I think he's an outfielder you have to look at. Um, Alvarez, um, the outfielder, or I guess could be the DH. And you have Bregman at third base, who's a good one. Altuve, getting older, but boy, he's been good over the years and, and was real good in fantasy again last year. Um, Brantley, I, I don't know if I'd be as high on him, but he's a guy uh, that to look at. And of course, Guriel, um, I was able to pick him up last year and him be a really strong first baseman all year long. So uh, we'll see how he does this year. Of course, pitching staff um, is good. I think when you're looking for starting pitchers, you can look at, um, you know, um, any of those four and um, feel good about it. And probably their reliever is pretty good, too. So there's, to me, the Astros is a team you want to look, you, you will look to as far as getting players. So Kyle Tucker's been incredibly highly rated. Many people have him in the top four uh, outfielders I've seen. Some have had him top six outfielders. I just don't value them that high. I don't, I don't understand why other people are putting them that high in their rankings. Do you put him as a top, we'll just say top five, a top five outfielder? Um, no, I, I have him in the next category probably because just because he's so high rated, but um, I wouldn't necessarily have him in the top five, but it'd be pretty close. You know, again, just because you know, everybody's got him ranked that high, there must be something there. Oh, so you're one of those guys. There must be something there. That's um, it. I go the other direction with it. I think everybody's overvaluing him. I think that, uh, you know, he's going to be drafted far higher than I'm willing to draft him, which I'm okay with because that means I get other guys that I have ranked higher. But I, I don't trust Kyle Tucker to be a, you know, first-round draft pick. And that's where a lot of people have him sitting at a first or early second-round draft pick, and that's just not where I I value him at. I like Bregman. I think he gives you good stuff at third base. Really, the other guys I'm not fans of. Alvarez is a highly rated DH, um, and he will give you good value there. Altuve should be okay, should should provide enough numbers there, but there's other guys I like other than Altuve as well. 
And when it comes to the pitchers, Valdez is probably the one guy that I really look at in the Houston lineup uh, or, or rotation that I, I feel comfortable with. Verlander's really old. Garcia has ups and downs. Uh, so Valdez is kind of the guy I look at that I'm willing to take a swing on there with the pitchers. And you're right, Ryan Presley, the closer, is definitely a guy that should be able to give you saves throughout the season as well. Uh, Houston, 95 wins last year. Their win total this year set at 92 wins in uh, a relatively uh, average division, I would say. I don't think they're bad. They're definitely not a great division either. But 92 wins over or under for Houston, Dad. Um, I'll go over, maybe not a lot, but yeah, 92, I'd go over. I'm going to go under this one. I think Houston has a down year this year. Um, not horribly down, but upper eighties, maybe somewhere in that range. Uh, so I'm going to go under with Houston this year. I'm just not sold on the product that they put on the field this year. Uh, next up is the Los Angeles angels. This is a team that has underachieved for years. And uh, the question is, is will they finally meet or max out their potential this year? Uh, their lineup in most days, designated hitter Shohei Otani, center fielder Mike Trout, first baseman Jared Walsh, third baseman Anthony Rendon, uh, catcher Max Stassi, left fielder Brandon Marsh, right fielder Joe Adele, second baseman Matt Duffy, shortstop David Fletcher. Their pitching rotation, Shohei Otani, Noah Syndergaard, Patrick Sandoval, Michael Lorenzen from the Reds, Jose Suarez, and their closers, Rossell Iglesias. Um, Dad, again, an underachieving team for years. Mike Trout, the best player in baseball, has had zero postseason success. Shohei, one of the most exciting players in baseball, zero postseason success. Are the Angels finally going to make it to the postseason? Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't know that there's a lot different. They have underachieved. So, you know, is there good reason to think they're going to do a lot better? Um, you know, it probably major league baseball would probably like for them too. Cause last year, you know, we talked about, um, yeah. you know, here's some of the big names in baseball and they weren't in the playoffs. So, and, and, and some of them were obviously involved here. So like you said, I don't, you know, the division I think is a real even division. Um, average might be a good word for it, but, um, I think, you know, any team that, that, um, excels or overachieves a little bit then could be, could be up for winning or doing very well in the division than the Angels made. Yeah, that's a great point. I mean, you talk about Oakland is so bad. We'll get to them in a second. Uh, Texas is so bad. We'll get to them in a second. Seattle, you know, could be okay. Los Angeles could be okay. Houston's supposed to be good. So, yeah, average is kind of where I get to that point for the division. Um, you know, the pitchers, they got Shohei, who's a, a very good pitcher, close to great pitcher, but he hasn't stayed healthy in his time in the major leagues at, to this point. Syndergaard's coming off of injury, um, hasn't been great now for a couple of years. The other guys, Michael Lorenzen, again, he was in Cincinnati. People in Cincinnati liked him. He's not consistent. Uh, then Patrick Sandoval, Jose Suarez, you know, maybe they got some other guys that'll come up and pitch. I think they have some injured guys as well. But then Rossiel Iglesias had his time as one of the greatest closers, but it was a very short time and hasn't, hasn't amounted to much. Um Let's talk about fantasy-wise. I like the top six guys, Otani, Trout, Walsh, Rendon, and Stasi. I probably don't like Rendon as much as some people. Uh, Max Stasi, though, the catcher, I really think he's going to have a good fantasy year this year. Look for him to do so. And then Trout and Otani, I think, speak for themselves. But, Dad, Jared Walsh is a guy I absolutely love as a fantasy first baseman. 
Uh, what are your thoughts on the offensive side of the things for fantasy value? Well, um, I, again, you know, you got the names like you said with Owatani and um, and uh, Trout. Walsh was a guy that I was lucky enough to get last year, and, um, and you know, he was he was good all year. I've been kind of surprised seeing the rankings. He's not ranked as high as I thought he might be, um, but again, you know, he he was he was a good player. He had uh, multiple. Uh, positions last year. I don't think he's listed that way yet this year, so I don't know if that'll be the case or not, because that was one thing that was a real value with him um, playing in two different positions. Um, Rendon, um, I had him as my third baseman for many years. He had the injury last year, and I was able to get a better third baseman, so I let him go. Um, I, you know, I don't know if he'll get back to the elite status, but he, you know, he's a good third baseman if you need one, get to the middle of the draft and don't have one there. So I think that helps. Um, and like I said, the reliever may be the best guy over on that side with the pitchers. Yeah, you said it about Jared Walsh. He did lose his outfield eligibility, at least in ESPN leagues. Um, and so he's just a first baseman. And he is ranked really low, which which makes me happy because <laughs> I'm happy to take him. Um, and and the value-wise, you know, he's be behind DJ LeMahieu, who may not be a regular player in New York. We'll see, get to see on that one. He's behind guys like Josh Bell, which surprises me, behind Joey Votto. That surprises me. Um, behind CJ Crone, that surprises me. So, uh, there is a lot of value in Jared Walsh, and uh, it just depends on how other people in your league value him as far as when you can get him. Uh, but I'm a huge Jared Walsh fan there at first base. Uh, Mike Trout, dad, he is not being taken early. Um, he is he is dropping down to fifth, sixth in a lot of drafts. Um, you know, health is the issue, it's the issue with the Angels. Because uh, Shohei Otani, that's the deal with, with him, too. It's all about health. And so I think when you look at the Angels, you're taking a risk with any of these guys. Um, we've got our fantasy draft on Sunday night, so it's already done by now. I am assuming that Shohei goes first just because Kevin Wilson from Belly Up Fantasy is drafting first, and he values the the pitching and the hitting from Otani. So um, I think he's going to go Otani first. But I don't know that I would take Otani first, Dad, and and part of the reason why is health. Health would be my concern. How comfortable are you that Otani is going to give you a good portion of the season? Um, I mean, again, you know, when you got somebody that has trouble with injuries, you, you can't be um, real sure of that he has such great talent. It's you know hard to pass him up. I if I had the first pick, uh, which I do not, um, I. I don't know that I would take him, but I don't think you can let him go, you know, out of the first round. There's just too oh, no. too much potential there. Yeah, yeah, no, no, he's definitely not making it out of the first round of any. I don't, I don't think of any drafts. Um, yeah, it's an interesting spot. I'm kind of cheering for the Angels. I like some of what they have. Uh, last year they won 77 games. The win total this year is at 84 for Los Angeles. Dad, the Los Angeles An- An- Angels of Anaheim, or whatever they're called now, 84 wins over or under. Um, I'll go under probably just a little bit, but uh, under a little bit. Yes. This might be the hardest one when it comes to win totals. I, I think mid eighties makes a lot of sense for them. Health is definitely an issue. Don't love their pitching staff. So I'm going to go under as well. But my thought is they will be in that 80 to 85 range somewhere in there. Uh, let's go to Oakland and Oakland just made a trade dad today. Uh, they sent Sean Manea to San Diego, their starting pitcher. Uh, they continue to unload all of their talent, sending it elsewhere. 
Their lineup is second baseman Tony Kemp, shortstop Elvis Andrus, catcher Sean Murphy, left fielder Seth Brown, right fielder Stephen Piscotti, DH is Eric Thames, uh, third baseman Kevin Smith, first baseman Billy McKinney, and center fielder Christian Posh. Um, I don't know who their fifth pitcher is now. It was Sean Manea starting, Frankie Montas, Cole Irvin, Dalton Jeffries, Brent Honeywell Jr. The closer is Lou Trevino. Uh, I'll work to find out who their other pitcher is, Dad, but what are your thoughts on the A's? Um, I mean, again, you know, they've kind of cleared everything out, you know, a little surprising because it looked like they were a team that was going to challenge. And obviously they're obviously in a rebuilding mode. So hard to tell what will happen. Yeah, I mean, they they just, if you could play, they got rid of you. <laughs> it's basically how it looks. They are officially in full tank mode in Oakland. Um, it looks like Adam O'Lear is going to be the fifth pitcher uh, they traded for him back in March from the Mets, originally drafted by the Pittsburgh Pirates. They, I mean, yikes. What a <laughs> what a bad team Oakland is. Um, I don't know, Dad. It's Do you see any value here fantasy-wise on this team? No, I think this is one of these teams like we've talked about that the best you can do here is keep an eye on them the first two or three weeks of the season. Somebody's going to be able to play, and I'm sure there'll be one or two players that you'll pick up as you need to fill in spots on your team, but I I don't see picking anybody um, at the draft. Yeah, Tony Kemp, he's going to play leadoff, so there's going to be some value there. He's going to get steals and things like that. Sean Murphy, again, when you're looking at catchers, for me, a big thing is plate appearances. If they're going to have a lot of plate appearances, then I'm willing to draft them. Sean Murphy's batting third in the lineup as it currently sits, which means he's going to get a lot of plate appearances. He's a good batter as well for a catcher. Um, So there's value in Sean Murphy as well. When it came to pitching, even before the trade, the only guy I really had my eye on is Frankie Montas, and I'm not excited about him. But uh, if I was going to pick a pitcher, that's who I would have picked. And now, though, I mean, are they going to have enough run support? Is he going to win games? That's the big question mark uh, there. But Frankie Montas becomes the best pitcher in the rotation, at least as it sits currently. Um, Maybe one of these young guys surprises. Uh, Other than that, not a fan of what Oakland Oakland has done this offseason. And really, outside of the Reds, they have the biggest differential this year from last year. They won 86 games last year. Their win total, it wasn't 72.5. It might have changed since the trade. Uh, but we'll we'll take seventy two and a half over or under Oakland A's. Um, at this stage, I'll go under that. Yeah, I man, getting seventy wins would be a surprise, I think, for Oakland this year. Um, unless again, they just massively over uh, overachieve. Let's move on to the Seattle Mariners, an intriguing team. They won ninety games last year, just missed the playoffs. Uh, shortstop J.P. Crawford, right fielder Mitch Hanniger, left fielder Jesse Winker, first baseman Ty France, center fielder Jared Kalenic, third baseman Eugenio Suarez, D.H. Abraham Toro, second baseman Adam Frazier, and catcher Tom Murphy. Their pitching rotation, Robbie Ray, Marco Gonzalez, Chris Flexen, Logan Gilbert, and Matt Brash. The closer is Drew Steckenreiter. Uh, Dad, this is a team that, man, they were so close last year. Do you think that they've done enough to go with a step above this year? 
Well, I, I think they've obviously tried to help with some of the, um, you know, pickups that they have made and uh, getting Winker, you know, definitely I think will be a help. So um, I, I would think they could, you know, stay up there where they were at and maybe, you know, re, you know go up just a little bit. I, I think Seattle would, would be a team that you, you could have a little bit of um, optimism going into the season. A little bit of optimism going into the season. Yeah, they made the trade to bring in Suarez and Winker from Cincinnati. They also brought in Adam Frazier, who had a great start to his year last year in Pittsburgh. Then he got traded to San Diego and did nothing. Uh, so will he bounce back and have a decent decent uh, showing here in this uh, start of the the season for Seattle? Uh, when we look at this, this lineup, Dad, J.P. Crawford, at one time was thought to be this great prospect and it was going to be great for the Phillies. Never turned out really there. He's had ups in the season. He's had some highs, but then there's nothing consistent with him to this 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 point. And he's supposed to be batting leadoff. Mitch Haniger, a lot of people like him. Uh, Winker, a lot of people are huge on him. I, again, undervalue Winker just because I think everybody is going to go big on what he did last year in Cincinnati. and I don't think he's going to be able to maintain that. So I drop him a little bit there. Um, and then one of the big question marks is Jared Kalenic. Uh, he, he was supposed to be great also and really just didn't do anything once he came up there as well. Let's talk fantasy value with this team. Who do you like? Well, um, again, you know, Hanniger's a guy I have always liked, and I've had him most years, and he has been, you know, really productive. So I would think he could be again. He's a guy, and he's a guy you can usually get middle or near the end of the draft. And um, and like I said, he, you know, he's been, or even, you know, pick him up after somebody drops him. I've gotten him a couple times that way, I think. And it, it's, you know, he he's been good. Um, Winker, you don't know. France has multi-position availability, which can be a real help there. He's a guy that probably to look at because he is a solid starter um, there. Um, Suarez, you know, I, I don't know. They expected great things for him in Cincinnati. I don't know if he was quite there, but is he a guy that's got potential that, you know, late on is you know, worth taking a shot at? I, I don't know from there. Ray is obviously listed as one of the top pitchers, so we'll probably go pretty high there as people are looking at pitchers. But what do you think about the others? Hmm? What do you think about Robbie Ray? Um, again, pretty much, I, I don't know as much about him as just looking at the rankings. So I, I've got him, you know, up in up in probably the second echelon. I'm not big on old pitchers or older pitchers. Uh, Robbie Ray, I'm looking right now to see. Uh, he's 30, so he's not crazy old. He always looks really old, <laughs> which maybe turns me off a little bit from him. But he has had some good years here recently. Um, again, I think many people value Robbie Ray higher than I do, um, and I'm happy to let him go. If he's there at the right spot, I think he's a good pick. I just think some people are going to take him too high. Um, Ty France, you said it, multi-positions, first base, second base, and DH. Um, it's a huge value, especially now that the DH is universal. Most leagues have a DH in them. Um, now Ty France, is that's a great pickup right there. Super valuable guy because he can play corner out infield, uh, center, middle infield, or DH for you as well. Um, I think Jared Kalenic, he's the guy that I'm kind of high on this year. Uh, that nobody else I've heard at least has been talking about. I think he's going to have a bounce back season, and I think he's going to improve there. J.P. Crawford, he's a guy I will not draft, but I will keep an eye on. I always have him on a watch list because when he gets hot, 
they'll be hot for about three weeks, and I want them for those three weeks. Um, pitchers other than Robbie Ray, Chris Flexen has some value there. Marco Gonzalez, a little bit of value. Not a huge fan of these pitchers, though. Uh, 90 wins last year. Their win total this year is at 86 and a half. You go over or under 86 and a half for Seattle? Um, I'll go over, but I think it's real close there. Yeah, I'm going over as well because I'm down a little bit on Houston as far as under their win total. Uh, Los Angeles, I'm down on their win total a little bit too. Oakland's going to be horrible. The Rangers are bad. So Seattle, I'm going to go over 86 and a half, but I think you're right. I think it's in that upper 80s range for the win total for wins for them. Uh, Texas Rangers, they brought in some moves in the offseason. I'm not sure how much it'll pay off, uh, but their second baseman, Marcus Simeon, shortstop, Corey Seager. Catcher, Mitch Garver, all of these guys new to the team. First baseman, Nathaniel Lowe, uh, center fielder, Adelis Garcia, right fielder, Cole Calhoun, left fielder, Brad Miller, third baseman, Andy Abenez, and designated hitter, Willie Calhoun. So they have two Calhouns on this team. Uh, their pitching rotation, John Gray, who I absolutely hate, uh, Martin Perez, Dane Dooning, Taylor Hearn, AJ Alexi, and Alexi, excuse me, and closer, Joe Barlow. Uh, they brought in Simeon, Seeger, and Garver, but, Dad, I'm not sure that's enough to put this team over the top. What are your thoughts on the Rangers? Yeah, I don't think it'll put them over the top. Hopefully it'll make them a little more competitive. And, and again, with the division, you know, we've said it's kind of an average division, so then maybe they can hang out there in the middle. Uh, don't know that they would be a playoff team at all. But, you know, again, they brought in some guys, so that shows they're making some effort at it rather than getting rid of everybody. And um, so we'll, you know, we'll see how it goes. I think they, they're a team maybe that could be a little bit of a surprise, probably not of a surprise as far as going a long way in the playoffs, but maybe they'll do a lot better than they did last year. Well, I would be in for that surprise um, if, if that's truly how it ends up going for sure. Let's talk about pitchers. John Gray, 30 years old, pitched in Colorado uh, for several years. Um and again, pitching in Colorado is no easy task. That's a hitter's ballpark. Uh, the, the Texas ballpark is much kinder to pitchers, but just I can't do John Gray. What are your thoughts on him, if any? No, no I, I'd agree with you on that. He's never been the one, one that I've gone after or felt like was you knew was going to be a help. Uh, who do you like better, Marcus Simeon or Corey Seager? Talking fantasy, fantasy-wise. Um, probably Simeon. Again, mainly they're probably about even, but he's got multiple positions. Yeah, most people have Simeon ranked higher than Seager. Uh, Seager has that Dodger, um, you know, aura on him still a little bit. Simeon, I've never been a Simeon fan personally. Uh, I've always kind of tried to steer away from him, but uh, I rank him the highest of anybody on this Rangers team. Although I think Seager can have a decent year, but again, it's not really a hitter's park. Um, What about uh, Garcia, rookie of the year, uh, outfielder? He's an older rookie last year. Uh, but he had a really solid fantasy year, especially early in the year. Didn't didn't finish off great. Uh, what do you expect out of him this year? Uh, yeah, I think he's a guy that you know has potential. I think he's probably near the end of the draft, a guy worth taking um, a shot at, or you have to really watch him, um, you know, in the first you know couple of weeks and see how he does. But uh, he's he's probably a guy worth taking a chance, and you know, he might be a great payoff for you, or you end up replacing him pretty quick. But um, it looks like he's a guy that does worth giving a look to. Yeah, he's he won't be around at the end of the draft. People are going to draft this guy. When is the question? Uh, I had one guy 
absolutely insane rankings. He had Garcia in the top 10 of outfielders, but <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah, he was going to appear on our belly up fantasy show. We saw his rankings and said, no, no, you're, you're not going to be on this show. <laughs> um, but uh, there are people like that out there who are going to really love Garcia. Um, and you might see him go in the sixth or seventh round, which to me would be a little little high. Uh, but somebody will take him. Uh, that is for sure. Anybody else on this team that you look at fantasy-wise that you like? No, I think that's the only guys to look at as far as drafting is concerned. And then we'll just see if the team does make a good move. There will probably be another player or two that's worth – worth using for a few weeks. Yeah, and again, I've got Garver in my catcher rankings because, again, he's batting third. He's going to get a lot of plate appearances, and at catcher, that's, a, in my opinion, one of the most valuable things you can get from a catcher is plate appearances, and he's going to get a bunch of them. Uh, last year, the Rangers won 60 games. Their win total this year is 73 with the additions of Simeon Seeger and Garver and John Gray. Uh, 73 wins, Texas Rangers over or under? I'll go under on them. I hope they do well, but I think that's kind of a little bit of a high number. Oh, this is a hard one for me. Nathaniel Lowe is decent at first base. Garcia, maybe he has a decent year. Calhoun, Simeon Seager. I hate the pitching in Texas. I'm going to go under 73, but I would not be surprised if they're in the upper 70s by the end of the season just because of some of the talent they have. Maybe some of these other pitchers will step up and pitch well as well. All right, Dad, uh, in uh, AL West, who is your pick for the West? It's the Astros, Angels, A's, Mariners, Rangers. I have to go with Houston. I'm going to go with the Mariners. I think they might pull it off this year. Just I'm just not confident in Houston this year. So I'm going to go Mariners. Uh, you go Houston. Let's go to the NL West uh, and start in Arizona with the D-backs. Uh, 52 wins last year. Not a great season for the old Arizona Diamondbacks. Uh, their, their order, batting order, third base, Josh Rojas, second base, Cattell Marte, center fielder, Dalton Varsho. I'm sure we'll talk about him as he has eligibility as a catcher as well. First baseman, Christian Walker, left fielder, David Peralta, catcher, Carson Kelly, DH, Seth Beer, uh, right fielder, Pavin Smith, and shortstop, Nick Ahmed. Their pitching rotation, Madison Bumgarner, Zach Gallen, Merrill Kelly, Luke Weaver, Zach Davies, closer, Mark Mellencon. Uh, what do you think about the Diamondbacks, Dad? Um, I mean, hopefully they'll be better than they were last year. Um, but, you know, I, I don't know. I don't think, again, they're in a division, you know, it's, it's kind of a tough division. So, I, you know, I think they'll struggle. Um, but, you know, hopefully, again, big fan base out there. Um, that's one of the stadiums I've had a chance to go to several games to over the years. And um, that's, you know, I'd, I'd like to see them do better for sure. Yeah, it's a, this is a three-man division, right? I mean, Dodgers, Padres, Giants. That's kind of where that sits right now. Did you ever get a chance to speak to the Diamondbacks? No, no. Okay. no I never did, but like I said, I got to go to several games um, yeah. out there in, in the stadium. So, uh, Let's start with pitchers on this one. Mad Bum, Madison Bumgarner. He used to pitch for your Giants. Um, Zach Gallen has injury issues. Uh, I'm actually a huge Zach Davies fan, uh, but he's he's late in the rotation. I mean – can they get anything out of these guys? Is Madison Bumgarner, Zach Gallon going to be able to last a season? Um, I mean, you know, it, it, it looks like they're, you know, could be in tough shape for that. But again, you know, one of those, they, they, there are guys that have had good years and have potential. 
Fantasy-wise, I'm a huge Cattell Marte fan. I've never had him on my team. Uh, he always gets drafted before I can draft him. No one will trade him to me. I've wanted him on my team. He has positional eligibility with second base and outfield. Um, I'm a huge Cattell Marte fan. But outside of him, Josh Rojas has some value there as well. Uh, those are kind of probably the two guys I'm really looking at with Arizona. But a lot of people that are big on Dalton Varsho because he has catcher eligibility. What do you think about him? Um, again, he's a guy that you know I noticed was ranked, and I think again he's a guy you look at late when anybody that has multiple eligibility when you feel kind of comfortable with your positions, and that's a guy you want to add. Yeah, and I mean catcher. There's maybe four that you are kind of must have catchers, and then after that. It's all about just who you can value pick. And Varsho, because he plays pretty much every single day, um, and he's going to play outfield, he, he I don't know that he'll catch it all this year, uh, but he still has the eligibility. And I believe in ESPN, if you start the season eligible, you finish the season eligible. So um, even if he doesn't play one time behind the plate, Varsho's going to get a lot of bats. Uh, and and uh, giving you that, that, that guy at catcher, I know a lot of people are, are valuing him very high because of that, um, and really planning on playing him in the catcher spot, not even planning on playing him in the outfield spot. I just don't know if he's good enough. I don't know if he's a guy that I'm going to reach for. You know, I don't know. Catcher is one of those positions you have to have a draft philosophy on. And, uh, you know, mine is I'm okay with two catchers that are okay average. Um, you know, we talked about that a little bit with the Brewers. They've got um, uh, uh, Omar Narvaez. I'll pick him and their backup catcher and just play them. Um, but if I get one of the top guys, I'm happy to do that too. Varsho for me, I think is overvalued, but we'll see. Um, they had 52 wins last year, Dad. They are win total right now at 66 wins. A lot of that depends on health of their pitchers. What's your thoughts over under 66 for the Diamondbacks? 66, I'll go I'll go up. I don't think it'll be much oh. over that, but I'll go plus. All right, well, I'm going to go under. Uh, that's a pretty big jump. We went in 52 last year to 66 this year and not really adding a whole lot. So I'm going to say under. Again, a lot of that falls on the injury issues they've had with Zach Gallen and Madison Bumgarner. Uh, the Colorado Rockies, um, boy, what an interesting team they are. Uh, DH, Charlie Blackman. Left fielder, Chris Bryant. Third baseman, Ryan McMahon. Uh, first baseman, CJ Crone. Second baseman, Brendan Rogers. Right fielder, Randall Gearchuk. Uh, center fielder, Sam Hilliard. Shortstop, Jose Iglesias. Catcher, Elias Diaz. Their pitchers, Jermon Marquez, Kyle Freeland, Antonio Senzatella. Austin Gomber, Chad Cool, closer Alex Colome. Uh, Dad, I don't think the Rockies can contend in this division. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I, they're going to have a tough time. You know, again, we'll talk about fantasy in a minute. And boy, there's some good fantasy names jump out to you there. And part of it's because the ballpark they play in. But again, I don't think the Rockies are going to compete against top three teams real well. So here's my philosophy on the Rockies. So we'll talk fantasy baseball. Uh, don't don't have a Rockies pitcher um, because when they're pitching at home, it's just it's a nightmare. Then uh, as far as the Rockies go, they are the team I look at when I need to pick someone up because of injury. I go to the Rockies roster. I see who's been hitting well. I see if they're playing at home. If they are, I pick up a guy. 
Uh, CJ Crone is a perfect example of that. I will not draft CJ Crone. As a matter of fact, I will only draft one Colorado Rocky, and that's Chris Bryant. And I will overvalue Chris Bryant all day, every day. But um, CJ Crone's a guy that in our league, in our eight man league, dad, he's available most years. And so I just kind of wait around. And when I get a first baseman injured or going through a slump, I go look and see what CJ Crone's doing, see if he's got home games, and I'll pick him up if he is, and I'll drop him as soon as he's away from home. But Chris Bryant, Dad, I am crazy high on Chris Bryant. You throw him in that stadium, um, multi-position eligibility, I'm all in the Chris Bryant train this year. What are your thoughts fantasy-wise with Colorado? Yeah, I think Bryant is, you know, is a high value, no doubt about that. Um, interesting guys I've read a little bit might be Blackman. Over the years, there were times when it looked like, you know, he was somebody you wanted to have, and he's underachieved. From what I understand, he may at least start the season as a leadoff guy. And, um, you know, he may be one of those guys that, uh, you know, keep an eye on that could have a better year and be a help. And really, that's true of a man, you know, Gruchuk, all those guys, um, probably you're probably right. It's best to look at them and pick them up if they do good. Um, but again, it may be, you know, to me, sometimes you can draft a guy and, you know, you're not going to keep him more than a week or so because it just doesn't kind of work out. But you, you want to draft him because if he does turn out, you, you know, you want him and not have to fight on the waiver wire. And they probably got a couple guys like that. Yeah, Blackman, he was so bad last year, you know. I don't see him being motivated this year either because the team's bad. Uh, batting leadoff, there is benefit to that. But uh, my guess is in most leagues, you can probably take Blackman with your your last pick. <laughs> I could be wrong, but I, I'm just not – I'm not seeing him valued very high. Ryan McMahon's an interesting one. I should be careful with what I say because maybe I would draft Ryan McMahon in the right situation. Uh, I believe he has multiple eligibility as well. I think he's got middle infield at second base also. Uh, but uh, I'm, I don't know. Chris Bryant, though, I'm all in. Are, when, as soon as Bryant signed with the Rockies, I, I was, yep, moving him up my board, popping him up there. He's a, he's a top six outfielder, in my opinion. Uh, he's a top, I think. I'm trying to think through my third base rankings, but I think he'd be in the top six there, too. So I'm pretty high on Chris, Chris Bryant for, for fantasy reasons. Uh, Rockies won 74 games this year. Their win total this year, 71 and a half. Are you over under 71 and a half for Colorado? Uh, yeah, I'll go over that at 71 and a half. Whew, man, I just don't know, dad. I, oh my goodness. Uh, pitching staff's not great. Uh, tough division. I'm going to say under that. I think the Rockies are bad again this year. Pretty bad as well. Uh, Dodgers. What a lineup, Dad. This You want to talk about fantasy value? Uh, here's a lineup for you. Mookie Betts, right field. Freddie Freeman, first first base. Shea, Trey Turner, shortstop. Max Muncy, DH. Justin Turner, third base. Will Smith, catcher. Chris Taylor, second base. Cody Bellinger, batting eighth in center field. Uh, and I'm going to have to look it up. They, they traded A.J. Pollock away this week for... Uh, uh, Kimbrel, Craig Kimbrel. So I need to look that up real quick. But their pitching staff: Walker Bueller, Clayton Kershaw, Julio Urias, Andrew Heaney, Tyler Anderson, closer Blake Trennan, and again, like I said, they just picked up um, Craig Kimbrel as well from the White Sox. What are your thoughts on the Dodgers this year? They look they look poised to to uh, go the distance. Yeah, it does. Of course, they looked that way last year and uh, they ended up, you know, doing well in the playoffs there and going. But um, 
I mean, yeah, you look at their lineup, there's no reason why they shouldn't be one of the, you know, probably the best team in the National League. So, yeah, they don't have a hole in the lineup. It looks like uh, Gavin Lux is the guy that moves into the lineup with the trade of AJ Pollock. Uh, so they'll move Chris Taylor to left field. Gavin Lux will come in and play second base. Boy, that's a value there. Um, I didn't realize that until just now. Gavin Lux is a guy I'm looking now to grab late in the draft because uh, the, just the opportunity that's there for him. Uh, let's talk pitchers. Uh, I know we both like Walker Bueller. Clayton Kershaw is old. I'm still still in on Clayton Kershaw. Uh, obviously not as high as he's been drafted in the past, but I'm still in on him. Julio Horaeus, I'm not big on him at all. I've got him on my do not draft list. I will not touch him. Um, he's good. He's young. Again, I just think he's being taken too high. Now, if he drops, then maybe I do take him, but I'm not a big Urias guy. Um, Haney, who knows? Anderson, who knows? Um, but Bueller, Bueller's probably the one I'm the most confident with, with the Dodgers, but Kershaw in the right position, I'm taking him too. If, if he falls to the right place for me. Yeah, I mean, I mean, again, you know, they've got good pitchers. And when you talk about as good a team as they have, then, you know, the pitchers have a good chance to be good. So I think Urias, you're not, you're not taking too much of a chance with him because just as a, because of the team he's on. And you look at his potential value. Trey Turner, Mookie Betts, both going in the first round of drafts right now. Uh, Trey Turner gives you positional eligibility, flexibility, which is crazy. He might even go number one. Um, I'm a huge Mookie Betts guy. Uh, I'm all in on Mookie Betts. So if Mookie Betts is there when I draft at nine, I'm probably taking him. Uh, not probably. I'm taking him. So uh, your thoughts on the Dodgers, uh, fantasy-wise? Yes. Well, I mean, fantasy-wise, I mean, you, you you have to look at all of them, you know, different positions in the draft. But again, um, you know, the Dodgers should be a team that's really good. And, you know, you, if you see guys that slide at all, like Bellinger, maybe he won't go as high. You know, you're not going to hurt yourself by taking him. Uh, Taylor, I've always liked because he really has multiple position eligibility, same way with Muncie, I've had I had both of them like the last couple of years, um, and there's some real value um, there. Um, Will Smith, you know, is supposed to be one of the highest ranked catchers. You know, he was last year uh, high ranked, but then didn't really um, pan out that way, at least early on. So, um, but again, I mean, you can look at any of the Dodgers, and you get in a spot, and you're looking at a certain position. You have to look and see if any any of those guys are left. Our eight-man league, somebody dropped Will Smith last year. I picked him up, and he was great for me down the stretch. Um, I don't have him ranked as high as a lot of people. A lot of people have him number one as catcher. I just don't have him there. Um, Cody Bellinger, I had him ranked pretty high in my outfielder rankings until I saw he was batting eighth. And then I was like, well, never mind. So I'm dropping him down my rankings, still willing to take him in the right spot. Um, and maybe he has a, a bounce-back year this year. He was bad, bad, bad last year. Uh, but honestly – you said it. I don't think you go wrong with this Dodgers fantasy value wise. Take any of these Dodgers, you're going to get something out of them. Uh, and now that, like I said, Gavin Lux, I'm big on him uh, going into our drafts this week. I got three drafts this week, and and uh, <laughs> I'm sure to have some Dodgers on my roster. Um, 106 wins last year. Their win total this year is 97 and a half. I believe that's the highest win total out there. 97 and a half over or under for the Dodgers. Yeah, I'd go over at 97 and a half. Uh, I think you're safe with them, at least looking at it early. 
Yeah, I think so too. I don't think the Giants will be as good as they were last year. Um, the Padres, who knows? They've got injury issues as well. So, um, yeah, I'd go over 97 and a half. Speaking of the Padres, last year vastly underachieved, 90, uh, 79 wins. Uh, Trent Grisham, center fielder leading off. Third baseman, Manny Machado. Second baseman, Jake Cronworth. DH, Luke Voigt. First baseman, Eric Hosmer. Right fielder, Will Myers. Catcher, Austin Nola. Left fielder, Jerickson Profar. Shortstop, Ha-Sang, Ha-Song Kim. Pitching staff, they've got Joe Musgrave, Yu Darvish. Yu Darvish is the uh, going to start off there. Uh, Blake Snell, Mike Clevenger, Nick Martinez. They just bring in Manea. I think Snell may have gotten injured. Now that I'm saying this, I have to look that up. What are your thoughts on San Diego? Um, again, like I said, they really underachieved last year. Going into it, you thought, you know, they were going to do good. And fantasy-wise, you thought, boy, if I can get a Padre, and it just didn't really work out in a lot of ways there, even though there were some good players there. So I would think they'd be better than last year. Um, can they challenge the Dodgers? Uh, their lineup, I don't think, quite says that right now, but we'll see how they do. Yeah, and Fernando Tatis's injury put a big hurt <laughs> on this team. Uh, it looks like their rotation now sits Yu Darvish opening day, Joe Musgrave, Sean Manea, Nick Martinez, and Blake Snell as the five. Uh, Chris Paddock is in the bullpen. Tatis is out for a couple months. Uh, Clevenger is injured uh, at the moment. I think he's okay, but... Um, Nonetheless, we'll see where that all shakes out as well. They've got a few guys injured right now. Um, they've got to be better than last year. Just They just have to be. I love Trent Grisham, um, old former Brewer. He's just consistent every year. Love what he gives you, stolen bases, home runs, RBIs, all that good stuff. Uh, Luke Voigt, DH position, I, I like what he can do as well. He didn't get used enough in New York, uh, so I like what they have with him there as well. Jake Cronworth is probably my favorite guy to have from San Diego just because of his positional eligibility, uh, uh, flexibility there as well. And then Manny Machado, I'm super high on him still as a third baseman. Um, you know, fantasy wise, you Darvish, I'm not drafting him. <laughs> Joe Musgrave, not a fan of his either. Blake Snell is in the back part of the rotation. So I'm not sure that I want to go anywhere. I don't love these pitchers for San Diego. What are your thoughts? Um, yeah, again, I think if San Diego is going to be a good team and going to be improved, then, um, yeah, I think that, you know, it'd be worth taking one of the pitchers. Um, if he was one of your five or six um, starters, you know, it'd be, be to me, it'd be good to take a chance early on, probably with Musgrove or someone, and um, just see how they do. Yeah, Joe Musgrove's probably the one guy I'm looking at at this point. Um and then hitting-wise, Cronworth, Machado, Grisham, Voigt, you like any of those guys? Yeah, I mean, Machado you definitely like. Grisham, um, you know, he's a guy I've always been interested in having, Cronworth. And um, so, yeah, I think any of, any of those are worth drafting, um, you know, if you get them in the right spot, like you said. 79 wins last year. Their win total is 86.5, over or under 86.5 for San Diego. Um, we'll go over, even though I think the division could give them a little trouble, but yeah, 86 and a half, we'll go over. 
Yeah, I think they're the second best team in the in the division. Therefore, I'm going over as well. San Francisco Giants will close us out, Dad. Second baseman Tommy Lastella, first baseman Brandon Belt, shortstop Brandon Crawford, left fielder Lamonte Wade Jr., third baseman Evan Longoria, right fielder Mike Yastrzemski, DH Jock Peterson, catcher Joey Bart, center fielder Stephen Duggar. Um, pitching rotation: Logan Webb, Carlos Rodon, Anthony DeScafani, Alex Wood, Alex Cobb. Closer Camilo Doval. What a year they had last year, but Dad, it does not look like they can repeat that this year. What are your thoughts? Well, I mean, when you looked at the start of last year, again, I'm a giant fan, and I, I think there's reason to be optimistic. I think, you know, part of it is just last year, you know, they were going to be really bad, probably, you know, fourth in the division or whatever. And they ended up, you know, winning the division. Now, again, you know, they, they don't have Bryant now. And, and there, but again, they've they've got a, an interesting mix of some veterans that can provide some leadership with Crawford and Belt, and then you've got a lot of young guys that played. I remember last year, I, you know, I kept up with it a lot more because they were doing well, and it seemed like every day, you know, every morning you'd get up and 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 see, and it was somebody different that won the ball game. There's a lot of younger guys that played well, a lot of variety there. So um, I, I think they'll, you know, I have reason to think the Giants will be contenders again, um, but we'll see. Fantasy-wise, I like their pitchers. Logan Webb, Rodon, DeScafani, Wood, and Cobb. You know, I'm not going to take – I don't take – fifth guy in the rotation no matter what <laughs> but uh i i like what they have i think they can be sneaky good pitchers there and then when you look at their lineup i actually do not like the top of their lineup at all but the back end of their lineup mike yastrzemski jock peterson and joey barter three guys i'm very intrigued by joey bart the catcher was supposed to be the next coming of buster posey did not turn out to be that but he gets another opportunity and i'm actually i'm in on joey bart this year i'm willing to take a swing at him late in drafts and see if he ends up being what he was supposed to be. Yes. I, I think, you know, Bart would be interested there. Yastrzemski, um, you know, has, you know, has a lot of potential in the middle of the year, kind of underachieved and then, you know, picked it back up. Um, could be really good there. Um, Crawford played much better. And I've seen some people have him ranked fairly high. You know, he's an older player, but again, could, you know, had, had a really good year. And um, as far as one guy who uh, he's not a starter, but he has great uh, availability of positions and plays a lot is Wilbur Flores. And um, he's a guy to look at later on as far as a guy with, with a lot of availability, uh, different positions. Uh, yeah. You know, Brandon Crawford, Boy, I don't draft Brandon Crawford. <laughs> I don't. I don't want him on my team, and I know that's bad because he does some good things. It looks like uh, changes have been made since I put that lineup together, Dad. So the current lineup appears to be Mike Yastrzemski, Tommy Lastella, Brandon Crawford, Brandon Belt, Darren Ruff at DH, Jock Peterson, Wilmer Flores at third, Stephen Duger at center field, Joey Bart at catcher. So Flores has been moved into the. The starting lineup, starting uh, lineup, yeah, so far, um, that's intriguing uh, for sure. Mauricio Dubon, by the way, he comes off the bench for San Francisco. If he ever gets an opportunity to play every day, he's a guy worth worth watching for later in the year, uh, but will not start the season out there. Um, so there you go. You, you, you called the Wilmer Flores thing. 
and we're all over that one. All right. 107 wins last year. Pretty big drop off this year. Win total is 85 and a half for the Giants. Over under 85 and a half. Um, I'll be optimistic and go over. Um, again, 85 and a half. Um, you know, I, they won't get, to, I don't think they'll get to where they were last year, but it really depends on how well uh, the Padres and the Rockies and them do. If the Giants can be the next best team in the division, which they can be, I'll go over. All right. I, I'll go over too. I don't know. I just, it's a big drop off from last year. So I'll go over on that one. Uh, a uh, NL West winner. Who do you, who do you got? Uh, the Dodgers have to be your early pick. No question about it. Yeah. 100%. They can lose two guys and still be better than most teams uh, there as well. So there you go. Our major league baseball preview is complete. If you miss uh, the central or the East preview, make sure you go back and listen on the sports stove podcast there as well. Dad, we'll close out the episode talking NCAA basketball, uh, North Carolina and Kansas move on to the finals, uh, North Carolina, uh, really just kind of the Debbie downer for the Duke blue devils this year. But uh, they close it out. Brand new coach, doing great this year. North Carolina, the eight seed versus Kansas, the one seed. Who are you going with in the NCAA finals? Um, I think to, just watching them play here in the tournament. Um, I think it'll be Kansas. Everything in my body, my bones, my soul <laughs> goes against Bill Self. Um. I picked Villanova to beat them. I was wrong. I'm going to pick North Carolina to beat them. We'll see if I'm wrong. I honestly will not watch a second of the finals. I, I do not like North Carolina. I do not like Kansas. I cannot find any reason it would be enjoyable to watch. I'm not watching the game on Monday night. Uh, but I'll pick North Carolina nonetheless uh, from there. Well, Dad, we we're, we went longer than I thought we were going to go. So we're going to go ahead and cut the episode short unless you have something pressing that you need to say. No, I, I think we're fine. You know, um, again, you know, it's kind of funny you say you're not going to watch any of the game on Monday. I mean, hey, it's college basketball championship. Um, just not the teams we like. Yeah, nope, I'm out. As a matter of fact, Dad, one of the reasons why I won't be watching is I will be broadcasting play-by-play for the NLFA on Belly Up TV. Myself and Jason Cooper will bring the game uh, the Bombers versus the Roughnecks and uh, you can tune in 8 p.m. Eastern time on Belly Up TV, Belly Up TV, Belly Up TV on the Roku or the Tiki Live app on any other streaming streaming TV. Uh, you can watch the NLFA, the Northern Louisiana Football Association. Me and Jason Cooper will have the game for you starting right at eight o'clock Monday evening. And then that I got another baseball draft Monday night that I'm going to have to fit in as well. So I'll get all that I'll get all that going. I'll have plenty of things to do other than watch. North Carolina and Kansas. And I've got no problem with that. All right. Make sure you go visit shockedenergy.com. Use the code stove for 10% off your purchase of shocked energy drinks and uh, get a watermelon or green apple flavored, low carbs, no sugar, shockedenergy.com. Thank you for tuning into today's episode. Join us Wednesday for the local hour as we'll talk with more from EKU Baseball as they are on an incredibly hot streak right now. So tune in there, and then Friday, tune in for the next episode of the Sports Stove, the regular show there as well. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode of the Sports Stove Podcast. Until next time, we'll see you around the Sports Stove.